Are you bored living a mediocre life? We were too, and we know how to change that. Each week, we'll leave our comfort zones to explore a new topic, then step onto our soapboxes, a safe space to sound off on our latest adventure. Come explore with us. All opinions are welcome. This is a mindset. This is a lifestyle. This is Siren Soapbox. Hello and welcome fellow explorers. Thank you for diving in. Our mission is to get you and ourselves out of our comfort zone to explore because that is where real growth takes place. We want to take you along with us on our next adventure. Find out how by going to sirensoapbox.com. Click dive in and explore to learn more. You can also check out our new coloring book. Dive in, relax, and have fun with this adult coloring book, chock full of all things Siren Soapbox. Explore coloring with a Siren Soapbox coloring book. Pick up your copy today on Amazon. Speaking of getting outside of our comfort zone and exploring, we had something planned tonight and life happened. So pivot. We had to adapt. (laughs) We had to adapt and overcome. So in the spirit of today, our soapbox question is, how do you handle change under pressure? Everyone gets two minutes to do their soapbox on the fly. And we all took a flexibility quiz. So how did we score? Once we get off of our soapboxes, we're going to test our flexibility even more and answer some question from the book of questions. If you remember that from Murr's mystery episode, if at any time the conversation gets too intense, the safe word is mango. First up on her soapbox is Murr. So I like to refer to myself as a change ambassador. I love change. I think it keeps things exciting. It keeps things fresh and new. I'm all about change. And I am the person in the office who is like, all right, so we're moving to a new space soon. And there are a bunch of attorneys that are not super excited about that, but I'm like, this is good stuff. It's going to be new spaces. It's going to be wide open. It's going to be so collaborative. Attorneys that want to collaborative though. So on my flexibility assessment. I scored a 38, which puts me, oh, wait, wow. Stuck in rigidity, which is the exact opposite of, uh, what I think I am. (laughs) You had up the score, right? Yeah, I did. So, oh no. All right. I'm a little confused by that, but that's okay. I'm going to pass it on to Sarah while I think about this. Mer, hang on. Did you, did you note that the results aren't the same number of points as the order that they're offered? Like you have to read that. Yeah, I did. So I, I, I added all of my like one, three, five, seven, nine, 11 on the one page. Yeah, but do you see that never is four points, rarely is three points? Like it depends on the question. They yeah, they, okay. they switch them up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I just wanted to be sure you saw that. Hmm. All right. Hmm. That's well, interesting. Well, it is I'll, interesting. I, I will dive in. So at work, I, I too am the ambassador of change. You know, the the, the role that I have. I have to encourage everybody around me to embrace all of the new changes that are coming about. So I have to uh, roll with the punches when it comes to change. So when it comes to to change, I'm pretty flexible. 
Um, and on my flexibility quiz, I was a 26. In the 13 to 35 range, I am on the way to flexibility. But I have to say that when it comes to something like this, um, I think we've discussed already in a very recent episode, when it comes to speaking in front of people or if I have to talk or if there's something emotional, I like to rehearse a little bit. I like to know what I'm going to say. So way to once again, get me out of my comfort zone by saying, hey, Sara, how about you talk for a couple of minutes and mm, just ad lib. So when it comes to that, uh, I don't know. Am I that flexible? Yeah, I can be flexible, but I just, I don't love just talking about anything because I can have a tendency to start rambling. So uh, Jess, do you like to ramble or can you just on the fly? I mean, I like to ramble, but um, I like change when it's planned. (laughs) (laughs) That is the funniest thing I've heard all day. (laughs) It's an oxymoron. Yeah, I I mean, I just made an enormous change, a huge change. I uprooted my life in Ohio and moved to Hawaii, but that was like five years of planning. So um, I am a list maker. I am a scheduler. I don't do, I love being surprised, but um, I don't really like not knowing what's happening. So I, although like the last two years, three going on, God, going on three years already, uh, we have all had to pivot and, you know, COVID has made huge changes in everybody's lives and especially in my work life. So I've gotten a lot more flexible in my work life with changes and just adapting to it. But as far as, yeah, I would say my day to day, I'm, I like change if if it's planned and I got a 23 on my score for the quiz, which is on the way to flexibility. I feel like that's actually pretty far from where I probably would have been pre COVID. So I think, I think I'm getting there. I think it's a work in progress, but I I'm getting there. So Nessie, how's your, how's your pivoting? I am a very pivoting type person. I not only love change, I enjoy it. And if I don't have change, I get stifled, I get bored. And me being bored is not a good thing. So I seek having the adaptability. I seek having the curiosity. It's like, "Mm, where's this going to take me? Let's try it. Um, But I do run by a calendar. So I I am also in that, like, okay, I've got to have my calendar or it's not going to happen. Because if I don't have it on my calendar, I usually miss out on things. But I am a flexible person. I adapt to change because um, it's what we have to do. I I mean, things happen. Life happens. You realize you can't control it. So you adapt to it. And then you also bring in that, what am I learning from this? How am I going to move forward with, with presenting a good, like, okay, why am I, why is this happening for me, not to me? So I think that that's an important way to look at it. I am, I'm right in the middle on my way to change too, because I do like to have that calendar to help me manage my life, but then, you know, zip, zip along. I'm, I'm good with it. I, I'm happy to, to, 
to speak on the fly as well, but then I do tend to ramble as a matter of fact. So I'm going to send it back over to Elsie. Is that who's next? I'm Excellent. next. So I too am a planner and I like making lists and I like um, thinking of every scenario. So I'm a planner like beyond normal planning. I like to have an A all the way through like Z plan and, you know, sometimes maybe back around uh, just to have all my bases covered. And when something changes, I love the excitement and I love thinking of what else can we do and outside the box thinking. And Jess brought up COVID. And I think it's kind of cool that we're doing this episode almost exactly on the two year anniversary of when the world shut down for two weeks. I think it's a good time to remember what we all went through. I mean, we had to stop our daily hustle and take things slower. I don't want to forget that time. That would, that was an important time in my life. Yeah. A lot of things sucked and we lost a lot of good people, but I think, um, it, it was not good living that hustle life. I, I got a good chance to reset and reevaluate my priorities. And I, you know, I, I think that was ultimately a, a good thing. And let's see, speaking of loving to change things up, I did have a job where I was out on the floor as a supervisor and I was always on call first aid missing kid running around like crazy just did that job too. I mean, you can't, you can have a plan to your day, but you also have to work time in to be flexible to get the things that are higher priority done over getting somebody a break, you know, having somebody with a, a first aid medical emergency is more important than, you know, somebody who needs a break at the moment. Um, and on my score, I got a final score of 12. So that was flexible and adaptable. So it says kudos. Ain't no easy feat. TC, <laughs> what'd you get? I, I scored a nine. That was my final score. So I'm flexible and adaptable. Um, I love change and seek change probably to a fault. All the time growing up, um, I compared myself to my brother. If you've listened to any past episodes, you know, he, I grew up with him somewhat on a pedestal. It is the one thing that I would say that I quickly realized was a big difference between us is that I love change and seek change and need a certain level of change. And he is not a big fan of change and kind of likes to keep things in a place that he knows is comfortable where he has some order. I think that's changing a little bit. Uh-huh. See what I did there. Um, <laughs> but that growing up was a big difference between the two of us is that I would always seek it. It's not easy really to like change that much. Um, I do find sometimes that I get restless when there isn't change, but Siren Soapbox has solved that issue because there's always too much to do to feel restless about anything. So I feel like I'm pretty flexible and adaptable and uh, I'm excited to see where this unplanned episode takes us and now i would like to introduce the host of our mystery episode a person who i fell in love with almost immediately upon meeting her although she did not like me at first and then out of the blue i invited her to go out of town to a concert with me and she immediately said yes 
not <laughs> let me check with my husband and kids or see what's on my schedule but yes I would love to do that and she's been one of my very favorite people since Merhaj what's your mystery episode <laughs> thank you and that was the best introduction ever and I would like to revisit my soapbox because I think what you were trying to tell me, Tracy, is that there's a different scale that you use when adding up the even numbers. And I did not realize that okay. until <laughs> I did some further investigation. So my Mer score, didn't math, right? No, I did not math, right? <laughs> my final score is actually 11 flexible and adaptable, which makes way more sense. Way more. Much more sense. <laughs> I, I'm so thankful. <laughs> I was really scared there for a minute. She, okay. She was going into an identity crisis. <laughs> I was like, what the hell's happening? <laughs> All over bad math. <laughs> well, I'm glad it was just a math error and not that you <sighs> weren't in touch with your true self. <laughs> I was really a little panicky. Like, what the hell happened? Am I really very that rigid? I had no idea. Like, do I really hate change? No, I don't. It's math. Stupid math. <laughs> Okay, so we're going to once again answer questions from the book of questions. And I used a random number generator on Google to assign our question. If we think it sounds familiar, maybe we'll just, I don't know, move on. So the first number answers will be different this time. Oh, that'd be interesting. So this is question number 268. And we'll go in, let's just go in soapbox order to keep things. Well, the first time, and then we'll rotate. So I'll go first. I'll answer the question first, and then we'll move on to Sarah, Jess, Ness, Elsie, TC. All right. Question number 268. If you could return to any previous point in your life, change a decision you made and pick up from there, obliterating everything that has happened to you since then, would you? If so, would you like to retain the memory of the life you are giving up, even though you could never recapture it? Um, I am going to say that I really love my life and I love where I am right now. And I wouldn't trade that for the world. And there were a lot of hard times, but I, I wouldn't change any of it. I love exactly where I am right now. I love the people in my life and the relationships I have. And I wouldn't change that. Sarah. Uh, I feel exactly the same way. Uh, Bill and I talk about this a lot, everything that we have done, um, every, Everywhere we've been, um, everyone we've known, everything, everything has brought us to where we are today. And we are so grateful to be together and to be living the life that we're living together that uh, I couldn't possibly change a single thing. So, Jess. Same. <laughs> I, I know if I really have anything else to add, I, uh, no, I mean, Ben and I worked really hard to get where we are. So I, if I changed something before that, then we wouldn't be where we are. So yeah, Nessie. I agree. I would not change a thing. I view all of the good and the bad as lessons learned, something to move forward with. How to, forward with, how do I change and adapt like we were just talking about? But, you know, I have two beautiful boys. I've got um, I've got a beautiful, abundant life. I, I don't, I don't know of anything that I would change. I mean, do I have regrets? Very few too. 
do I regret not going to Burning Man when it was back in the 80s and you didn't have to pay money to go out there and I was going to UNR? That's one of my regrets. But I wouldn't change and go back and say, yeah, I'd like to do that because I would miss out on all these other beautiful things that are in my life. And, and being on the soapbox with you ladies. Yay, sirens. Yay, sirens. Elsie. Yeah. I am on board with everybody else. I wouldn't change a thing. I, you know, wouldn't be the person that I am today. It's taken a lot of hard work and it's been quite a ride. So I wouldn't change anything because then I wouldn't be who I am right now. And then, I don't know, is it narcissistic to think like it would change other people around too? If I made different decisions about where I am or what's going on, that affects other people too. So maybe for better or for worse. I don't know, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I wouldn't change anything. I don't you, think, I don't think that's narcissistic though. I think mm -mm. that's reality. It's sliding doors. Have you ever seen the movie? Yeah, yes. yeah. exactly. I think about that a lot. Like it, if I did change this, but no, I don't, I don't yeah. regret anything. TC, you regret anything? I don't regret anything. Um, that question is kind of a roller coaster of thoughts because I thought, huh, well, could I see what my alternate life would be? The problem is that whole obliterate everything you have right now. Yeah, that's the caveat. And I really love the things that I have right now. Um, the, the, the relationships, the people, the experiences, um, all of that. The fact that I get to see sea turtles all the freaking time now. So my initial response when you first said, would, you know, would you change something? Yeah, there are some things that I would pinpoint, say, hmm, I wasn't thinking too straight right here. And probably all of you can say exactly what I'm thinking right now, but don't. For sure. <laughs> but, uh, you know, no, I... I, but it would, I don't, I think that it would be, it would, it would be different though. And it wouldn't be as perfect as it is now, maybe. No, I know. I wouldn't, I wouldn't risk not meeting Dino, not having these sirens and this so the, in our, our podcast. So nope, I wouldn't change. All right. Next question. Question number 27. Are we answering all questions out of my book or do you guys want to tag team with questions from your books too? Well, really weird I, question. Was I think it's no. your uh, mystery episode. So take it away, Murr. You're All right. in charge, man. All right. You muted yourself, though. <laughs> it's because I had to clear my throat. I was being oh. very considerate. <laughs> and then I just blew the door open on that. <laughs> Question number 27. Would you like to be truly brilliant, more intelligent than 99.9% .9 of the population? If so, would it matter if being that smart would virtually eliminate your sense of humor about the things that amuse most people? So Sarah, you get to answer first on this one. Oh, shit. Um, I don't know, man. I sure would love to be brilliant. Um, but I think being brilliant and not being funny at all would really suck. Um, I mean, I don't think I'm particularly hilarious <laughs> I to do. begin with. But I would hate to be less funny than I am. <laughs> so I think to be smarter and less funny, mm, no, I say no. Hard no. Forget it. <laughs> That's it. Jess? Uh, I mean, I'm going to have to also go with no, just because, I don't know, I feel like 
a lot of people I know that are crazy smart are maybe not as like empathetic and stuff like that. So I don't know if I'd want to lose that part of me. Um, I don't know about the funny part. I don't, I don't know, like Sarah, I don't know if I'm particularly hilarious or anything like that, but um, I would just worry about what I would lose because of it. So I'm going to go with no. Ness? Hmm. I love my sense of humor, but I always strive to be a little more intelligent. And I don't know if having a super duper intelligence without empathy or without humility also. I mean, you, you have to, you can be the smartest person in the room, but if you do come in as arrogant or, Hey, I am the smartest person in the room. I have to be right. Um, I, I don't want to be that. I would rather, I mean, I like my sense of humor. Uh, I, sometimes it's over <laughs> the top, but it's part of me, but I also enjoy, you know, being a, a smart person, well, as smart as I can be. There's usually another word after smart. I think I've heard that one before. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, no, I, I, I wouldn't give up, you know, go, go for higher intelligence and lose the humor. I, I think humor is part of life that gets you through and makes you adaptable. As a matter of fact, you have to laugh at, laugh at yourself too. And sometimes you forget to do that when you're way too intelligent and you have to be right. So yeah, I'll see. Well, I don't know. Let me pose this question to everybody, but you know, maybe answer later. Um, I, I think I have a pretty quick wit and I think to have a sense of humor, you have to be pretty smart to appreciate certain things and laugh at certain things in life. Um, do I want to be a little bit smarter? Yeah, sure. Yeah, that'd probably help out in, you know, financial situations and whatnot. Although I did listen to the Joe Rogan show with Elon Musk, uh, just this past week, incredibly brilliant man. And he was kind of like more socially awkward than I am, which is hard. <laughs> and uh, I, it just, he didn't have much of a sense of humor and he has to keep a lot of things kind of shielded and close to him because I think he's afraid of being sued. And uh, he's got a lot more problems to worry about. Like he's worrying about the entire state of the world and trying to save us from blowing up ourselves and the future of energy and all this stuff. So I don't know that I want all that responsibility on my plate. Um, I, I think I'll keep the sense of humor. What about you, TC? Yeah, it's so funny because I was completely going to mention Elon Musk as well. If you're that smart, you can freaking save the world. So why wouldn't I want to be that smart? And the answer is because I think the world needs to save themselves. Everyone needs to save their own freaking self. So I, but I do also question why does brilliance mean no sense of humor? I don't know. And interestingly, we just had a conversation over whether or not um, Bob Marley was brilliant because I think dude was brilliant. But anyway, um, yeah, I'm going to keep, if it is a choice, either you're brilliant or you have a sense of humor. I'm keeping a sense of humor because those are the people I like to hang out with. And I, that's what life's all about, I guess. Yeah. And, and um, I, I obviously agree with all of you because <laughs> laughter is important. And also, you know, we're all like slightly, at least slightly above average intelligence anyway. <laughs> I don't really feel the need to be in like <laughs> the 99 <so> percentile. <laughs> so. 
<laughs> I'm good where I am. All right. And obviously I'm keeping my sense of humor because that's important. Next question. 133. Here, wait, but real, real quick. Here's what's so funny is we started this off with like, how adaptable are we when we have to change? And so far, none of us are changing. <laughs> <Want> to change. <laughs> good observation. <laughs> Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> well, because they haven't given us very convincing reasons to change. I'm very adaptable, but they're giving me a choice. They're not yeah. saying you have to do it, make the best of it. They're saying, would you, would you yeah. like to be smart and unfunny? <laughs> no, yeah. I don't mm-hmm. want to be the, both of those things. Who wants to be unfunny? It's dumb. I remember that kind of reminded me like when my husband was deployed, everybody was like, oh, you're so brave and so strong. I'm like, I don't have a choice in this. Like, what else am I going to be doing? You know what I mean? Right. So yeah, no choices yet. Let's see if the next one has a choice. Okay. Question 133. If you worked for the government and found out that the president was committing serious crimes to bring about positive things you both believed in, would you try to expose the crimes? If so, what if you knew your rep- reputation would be destroyed in the process. Man, why, why do they give us all these ultimatums? Anyway, Josh, you get to go first this time. <laughs> oh, crap. <laughs> I guess I can be adaptable and say maybe. <laughs> No, you can't I, say that's a very on. non-committal nope. answer. Nope. I think you have to go. You turn, one way are or you the turning? Other. Are you turning her in or not? Oh, it's a her president. I like that. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I like that. I like that too. We need to get a shirt that says, "Yeah, that's right." Because DC says that a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'm gonna have. See, to me, it's it depends what it is. Like, hmm. I'm. I'm gonna go uh, I don't know. Should we, we not... could look at current affairs, I suppose. No, just come on. Yes or no? No. No. You wouldn't. Okay. See, I'm, I'm going on the other side. Together, I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So Ness. Okay. I'm going to go the other side. I, uh, you know, the, the first thing that popped into my mind was some of the atrocities that one, the current president of Russia is doing, um, you know, I'm sure that the people of Russia are like, yay, he's doing the right thing. To me, I would say, no, you are invading. It's, it's not right. It's against my values. And I have to say, even though we believe in it, yeah, that was part of the question. Yeah. Yeah. So it aligns with my values and what I believe in. Oh, but he's committing serious crimes to get crimes, it accomplished. Yeah. I mean, look at look at some of the past dictators that we've had. You know, mm, I I believe in it, but I would have to question my beliefs. I'm like, because I want to say no. I, I I would turn her in. Oh no, I'm sorry, him in. Um, I think I think the president should be a her in this situation too. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Even though the first female president is a fucking crook, apparently. Crook. Right. Wrong is wrong. And then I would have to question my own values too. And, and it would be a hard conversation. You have to kind of step back. So look at Hitler. I'm sure there were a lot of people in his regime that was like, oh yeah, you're doing right. You know, genocide, making the, you know, the strong Aryan nation better. 
that is just, <laughs> I would question my authority. So I'm going to say, no, I, I would, I would go against that. But it's you easy would, to say not in that. So you would turn her in or no? I would. Okay. Okay. I would. Yes. She would turn her in. I would turn okay. her in. Yeah. Oh, I'm no. Elsie. No, Elsie. No, Elsie. I'm confused by the question. So they're doing positive things, but they're doing illegal, illegal activities to get there. Serious Correct. crimes. Serious. Serious crimes to get there. Yes. But then my, if I turn them in, my reputation's at stake. Okay. That's now correct. I'm on board. Oh, no, it, no, it just said that it was, that they aligned with your values. It didn't necessarily say that they were good things. They just aligned with your values. Yeah. A break, to bring about positive things you both believed in. Committing serious crimes. So they... To bring about positive things you both believe in. Okay, so, but they're crimes, so I would turn them in. Even if it's something like, oh, they're saving all the sea turtles in the world, but uh, they have to, I don't even know what the, the situation would be that would be illegal to save all the sea turtles in the world, but. Um, Finning all the sharks. Oh, I mean, yeah, no. I don't know. Oh. That's the first thing I thought of because it's another illegal, mm-hmm. horrible act in the that happens at sea. So I I would have to turn them in. I mean, it illegal is illegal, and who cares about my reputation? Because at the end of the day, what's right is what matters. Mm-hmm. TC? The question definitely the question nope, definitely says no nope, no because illegal doesn't necessarily mean it's wrong to do. I speed every day; it's illegal. I'm again, keep on speeding. Think about um, Diary Van Frank. Mm-hmm. Hiding her was illegal. That's exactly what I was going to say to you. There's a lot of things me. that were illegal that aren't anymore, and they were wrong. Okay, are, so let me rephrase that. Of, there are a lot of things right now that are illegal. Like, just for fun, sometime do a Google search of sex acts that are illegal. They're a lot of fun. Why can't you do them with your own partner? just because they're illegal somewhere. There's a lot of stuff that's illegal that's not really all that wrong to do. So I'm saying, nope, not turning her in because she's doing something that's good in the end. So I'm going to go with so no. the means justify the end. Okay. It's a, I mean, I'm just going to assume that if the end is positive, that the means, you know, I would like I'm to saying, redact what I said. I and know if it morally, I, had, I had an answer in mind and now I'm changing it. If it morally goes I said against, Anne Frank, I'm so, super flexible. Yeah. But well, the no, serious I, crimes, I wish mean, that's the, that's the part that got me. It's a serious crime. Hiding Anne Frank. It depends on, you know, again, that was a serious, serious crime. crime. You would get you, death for that. You would get yeah. killed for that. And it would definitely sully your reputation with the Nazis. Mm-hmm. They don't, they frown upon that. With Nazi Germany. So Mer, 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 read the, read the question again. Because I really like the spin that TC put on it. You know, I do too. When you read it with TC's perspective, it really changes the whole way you look at the question. I like that. But I need to hear you say it again. Because I wonder why I had such a completely different point of view. Looking at, yeah. I think for me, initially, I was thinking serious crimes are like um, hurting other people. Is yeah, it really right. a murder that's what that I was that's a serious too. crime could actually be protecting someone? Mm-hmm. Right, right. All right. So here's the question again. If you worked for the government and found out that the president was committing serious crimes to bring about positive things you both believed in, would you try to expose the crimes? If so, what if you knew the re- your reputation would be destroyed in the process? 
Huh. Yeah, I really that liked was, it. Yeah, I like that. That was a very different perspective, TC. I really like that. But I want to throw in the first part of the question, though. You're working for the government, but still, <laughs> uh -huh. yeah. So, so that's really, that's where my good, bias my biases how, came in. I was like, nobody in politics or working for the government. Yeah. How good can your values be if you're working for the government? <laughs> the government exactly. Point. I didn't consider that. I didn't consider that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> huh. Well, yeah, I guess I'm, I, I, uh, I, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick with TC's answer. I guess I'm not going to turn her in. I'm gonna let her do that shit. Cause positive things are happening in the long run, even though it wasn't my TC initial and I answer. were going to jail first together. Yeah, you were, that wasn't my initial answer, but I've changed. It's it. going to be fun in jail. That's right. I think I'm going to change my answer to Jess's at the beginning where she said, maybe because it's going <laughs> to depend on the situation. <laughs> Yeah. No maybes allowed. No maybes I will allowed. say that I will probably write a book about it afterwards. So I'll become a famous <laughs> author off of the event. Justified. All right. I can't write a book about the jail time because I think that's already been a TV series. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what is Red oh. is the new orange. Orange. Yeah. Orange is the new black. <laughs> orange is the new black. <laughs> All right. Question number 68. Would you give up half of what you own for a pill that would permanently alter you so that sleeping an hour a day would fully refresh you without yes. any side effects? All right. First answer is Ness. Mm. I would say yes. I, I, I have so much I want to do. I love to sleep, but I also know that it's like, I, if I could be more, not efficient, but experience more of life. Yeah. I mean, just go, go, go without altering anything. I think that's fantastic and no side effects. Fantastic. Yeah. It's worth the risk. I, I definitely would like to have, um, just think the mattress. I mean, I spend a lot of money on my mattress because you spend so much time in bed. I could get like a little, a little toy hammock hammock yeah and <laughs> sleep inside and be okay with that but still i get the rest and yeah i would do that i'd meditate a lot though just to clear the brain that would yeah. put you to sleep meditating now yeah. <laughs> i'm just kidding yeah yeah lc so um having already stepped outside of my comfort zone and giving up like what, what was it over like a thousand things with the minimalist challenge. I think I would be pretty comfortable giving up things to get more time. That's something you can't get more of. And I would love to, you know, actually do things instead of spending one third, probably more of my life sleeping. Cause I sleep a lot. Um, so I would most definitely do it. However, in the wintertime in Lebanon, Ohio, it'd be incredibly boring and I'd have to move somewhere nice and warm where I can do fun things. What about you, TC? Yeah, I, I, I'll give up things without even changing my sleep. So if I could give up things and get what, like seven, eight hours back, I mean, I don't know what I would do. It gets off, it gets dark here awfully quick. <laughs> and I don't know what I would do with that time. But as long as I didn't go insane over a lack of sleep, yeah, I'll give up things to get time. Like Elsie said, that's a precious commodity. Yeah, I'm in that same boat. The, the problem, so I immediately had a little bit of anxiety thinking about having more time because I feel like I don't use the time I have wisely. 
So my gut reaction was, if you have more time, are you just going to squander more time? Or are you, do you need to like change the way you spend your time? Mer, let's get your shit together. Um, but seriously, if an hour a day replenished me and there were no side effects, I would, and, and I don't need things. I don't need stuff. I would give up half of my stuff for that, for sure. What about you, Sarah? I'm a little bit torn. I sure wouldn't mind giving up the things. Cause as we said, I, I love giving up things with our minimalist challenge and I'm still giving up things as I go along with trying to declutter the house. Um, but I really like sleeping. Um, <laughs> I mean, I don't just sleep because I have to. Sometimes I like napping just because I like napping. I'm not sure I'd want to just give that up. But it doesn't Sometimes say you can't nap. nap. It just says that an hour will do ya. Can I, can I like just do extra? Extra. <laughs> I'll, I'll do my hour that I have to do because that's all, that's all I need. But then I can just do extra. Like I can just have some of the, some of the stuff that I'll do in my, all my, all my time that I have will be just an, like a little nap or two. Then yeah, I'll do it. I'll give up stuff and have all that, all that extra time, but I'll just use some of that extra time to nap. I like it done sold. <laughs> all right. You just, uh, see, initially I was like, yeah, that sounds awesome. Cause I'll have all that extra time to do things. But then the more I thought about it, if I did that, I would have to split my time between like here and Alaska where it stays light for like 24 hours, because this whole Island shuts down at 7 PM. So there, and it's dark at like half the year, it's dark at like five 30. So what am I going to do when it's dark and I can't go anywhere or do anything so if I could split my time between here and Alaska when it's you know gets dark really early here um then sure but if I had to stay here yeah uh I mean I don't mind giving up things but I I would not have anything to do with all that time so I'm gonna I'm gonna go with no Hmm. all right well there is a follow-up question to question number 68 you ready Wait, did everyone answer? Yeah. Okay. Follow up. Do you feel you have enough time? If not, what might give you that feeling? As you age, are you becoming less or more concerned about wasting time? Um, Elsie, you go first this time. Damn it. I didn't pay attention to half of it. <laughs> Do you feel... <laughs> do you feel you have enough time? If not, what might give you that feeling? As you age, are you becoming less or more concerned about wasting time? Uh, do I feel like I have enough time? No. And a lot of that is just because of me and I want to do all the things and <laughs> research all the things and whatever. So I put a lot of that on myself. Am I concerned with wasting time? Uh, as I age, I mean, kind of, yeah, I guess, but also I spend way too much time on Facebook. So I should just get rid of that. And that'll probably solve that problem. What about you, TC? Um, I mean, who thinks they have enough time, but I don't, I don't know about this whole concept of wasting time. I think that's a slippery slope. And I think it brings about the shoulds. 
Like, I don't like that whole wasting time thing. I'll do what I want. It's my time. It's the one thing I control to some extent. You have 24 hours in a day. You spend eight at work. You spend eight asleep. You get eight to do with whatever you want. I'll choose what I do. If I could spend one sleeping and get seven hours back, I'm still going to choose what I want to do. So I don't buy into the whole wasting time thing. And I'm really working hard to not buy into that less than I already don't, which is weird grammatically. I'll work that out later. But um, no, not enough time. I I would take more time over any of the mores that I could take. So I, I I have a weird interpretation of this question and I don't know if I'm going to articulate my answer very well, but I do feel like I have enough time because I feel like every moment that I have, I make very good use of. And I feel like I tried my best to make deep connections with the people I love and care about. And I try to do my best when I'm, I don't know, just doing things that I'm doing. So I feel like when you feel like there's not enough time, there's, it's not that you're being ungrateful. That's the wrong word, but it's almost like, I don't know, like you said, TC, the shoulds or the woods, or I coulda, why didn't I do that thing? I feel like I have exactly as much time as I'm supposed to have. Hmm. That's interesting answer. Hmm. Sarah? Uh, I think I kind of agree with TC. You know, when I want to take a nap on the couch, I want to take a nap on the couch. And if that's wasting my time, then that was my time to waste. And that's what I wanted to do with my time. And if I want to watch a show, that's what I wanted to do with my time. And it's my time. And, and as you know, I, I feel like I work hard when I'm at work and I try to sleep hard when I'm sleeping and make good use of that time. And so, you know, when I'm with, when out, out doing things with family, I try to pay a lot of attention and work hard there. And so, I don't know. I, I give my all where I, wherever I am. And if I'm so, I I don't know. I don't feel like I waste my time. I want to do what I want to do with my time. Do I want more of it? Sure. But I might want more of it just to nap more. (laughs) I mean, but that's okay too, right? Yeah. It's your time. Or vacation more or spend more time reading another book or spend more time remembering how to scuba dive so that I can go scuba diving, you know, right? I don't know. I'm not sure if I hit all the points of that question. (laughs) That's what I'm thinking. How about you, Jess? I don't feel like I waste time. I, I'm like TC in that I spend my time doing what I want to do. I wish I had more time, like you know, I wish I could just suddenly be a, a millionaire so that I don't have to work and I could use daylight hours to do things that I want to do. <laughs> um, I guess that's the, the main thing is that, you know, like weekends are, are great because Ben and I can just do whatever, whatever we want to do. We don't, we don't have kids, so we don't have to really do responsible things. We can, <laughs> we can just do what we want to do. Um, so I, I don't really feel like I waste time, but I would definitely like more time during the day, not not the whole sleep one hour, 
and get more nighttime hours because I wouldn't really have anything to do at that time. So if that makes any sense at all, I don't know. Nessie? <laughs> hmm. I, I have enough time. That's for sure. I'm, I'm grateful for the time that I have. And in someone had mentioned about building relationships and having those deeper relationships. And I think that that's the time that I would like to spend or have more time to do is, you know, spend it with my children. You know, they're grown adults. They're a lot of fun. Um, so how do I make my time? So my little capsule of time work into their capsule of time. And I think that's where I would enjoy more time. And as I'm getting older, I do recognize that, um, I'm not worried about spending my time more efficiently. I, I like what I do. It is my time. And I really, you know, if I'm going to go for a walk, you know, depending on work hours and, you know, my clients do have a little more control over my time than, than I'd like, but that's how you pay the bills. But I also realized that, you know, time, time is a gift. And so using it, I don't say wisely, it's depending, you know, who's wise are you using? You're wise or someone else's wise. So if you live your time based on someone else's time, you know, that's not wise. But if you do it when you want to take a nap, watch a movie, go outside, go for a walk, play with a dog. I, to me, I think that's good. But as I get older, I'm not worried about time slipping away because that's a worry I can't control. So just move forward with the moment and, and live there. Yeah. Any other changes on their answers for anybody? <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. All right, TC, you get to go first this time. Question number 190. What, if anything, is too serious to be joked about? Assume you aren't at an airport and subject to immediate arrest. <laughs> you know, because they say don't joke about like, oh, I have, oh, I have a bomb in my, in my suitcase. Bag. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Thanks for breaking that down. Because <laughs> I've actually almost done that before and then stopped myself just in the nick of time. <laughs> what what is too serious to be joked about? Yeah. Gosh, nothing in my world. Like I can't I really can't think of anything. Hmm. Maybe that's maybe that's why not everyone likes me. I don't know. <laughs> joke about it. I Here's the problem. That's how I deal with really difficult things is by joking about them. Um, you have to ask Bill the knock knock joke he told me today on the phone. Was it about your mom being dead? He's yeah, ready? Knock knock. <laughs> Who's, Who's there? there? Not my mom. <laughs> oh my <Yeah>. god. <laughs> that was the joke. <laughs> anyway, no, I don't think anything. I don't think anything is too serious. And I feel like I don't know. Get over it. I don't think anything. <laughs> so the only thing that like my gut reaction was rape. I, I don't want to like joke about rape. I don't think that's funny. Um, but also I totally get the using humor to kind of cope and deal with a bad situation. So I don't know. What? <laughs> Uh, well, so um, I haven't been living with Bill as long as uh, you did, TC, but um, yeah, I'm pretty sure there is not a single topic that is off limits for joking. I mean, I seriously <laughs> cannot think of a single one because I'm pretty sure I've heard every joke about every single topic. So, me. 
I have you have you played Crimes Against Humanity? <laughs> well, no, man. No, that's cards. That's Cards Against Humanity. Yes, Cards Against Humanity. Oh, yeah, yes. yes. Might as well be Crimes oh, yes. Against Humanity. <laughs> that was such a Seinfeld thing to say. Have you even heard of Cards Against Humanity? <laughs> 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 yeah. So yes, no, there is pretty much no topic that is off limits. I mean, can can you offend somebody? Sure. Does that mean that the joke can't be told? Apparently not. Dude, you can offend somebody. Mm-hmm. By you can offend somebody by walking in the without, door. So yeah. you might as well tell a joke. Mm-hmm. At least that's how we operate in this household. So that's an interesting point of view. I think I I think I buy into it. So Jess? How funny are you? <laughs> Apparently not as fun as some of you guys. <laughs> um, I would say I'm at work, so I just have to make sure I don't say stuff too loud. Uh, molestation. Yeah, see, that's a tough thing to joke about. Mm-hmm. So, I would say that. A good thing Bill's not a guest on the show. To come up with something. <laughs> you, Immediately, Nessie? my mind goes to like priest jokes. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh, but those are the best. Mm-hmm. There are plenty of them. Sorry, go ahead, Nessie. <laughs> it's okay. I'm my my father did you was. Say, did you say peanut butter? Look, <laughs> 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 she laughed. Yay. Anyway. Oh, so <laughs> I'm just like, oh my gosh, I am the worst. Do you see? I feel just like, like Nessie might worst. be having an almost mango. No, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try. No, no, no. Um, TC, I'm like, I'm like you. I, I joke at everything. I have been in trouble for passing jokes um, that were very inappropriate, but it was to lighten the mood. And you know, I've also realized that you know, if I am the one, the, the victim, like molestation, rape, I have a friend who, you know, actually survived molestation and she t- makes the biggest, best jokes about it. And, you know, on the other side, it was like, it's not appropriate for me to say it, but gosh, darn it. It's hard not to like, like find levity, but in a positive way. So it's, I don't want to be toxic. I want to be, you know, in that positive way, but it's just, I, yeah, I've gotten myself in so much trouble for like joking at the wrong time, but it's, it's like, come on. Because up. not joking about it doesn't make it not happen. Right. The thing, regardless of how atrocious it is, the thing happened mm-hmm. and we're, we're all just frail humans. Yeah. And I, I believe it's our mission to have fun. I, I think the atrocities will happen and you've got to find a way to make them less atrocious. That's mm-hmm. how I feel about it. I do sometimes laugh at inappropriate it, times and I think that's okay. Yeah. But sometimes the joke is the only way that you can get somebody to, to, you can break into the topic to get somebody to start talking about it. And, and even if it's a completely mm-hmm. inappropriate and awkward way to do it, you can at least get somebody perhaps talking about it even if it's for them to look at you and say how the hell could you possibly joke about this and you could say well at least you got them talking about it now you know sometimes it's the only way to to at least get people talking about it if somebody said to me tracy every time you joke i'm going to shoot someone in the head then then it would be wrong to joke about it (laughs) 
because the result is someone else's Correct. death. Yeah. But joking about it doesn't make it not happen. So you may as well. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. And I think that you can laugh about it eventually and still not make light of yes. it. Yeah. That's the situation I was talking about. It depends on where it is in the situation, like laughing at a funeral, which I did. And it was so inappropriate. I got in a lot of trouble, but it was one of those moments. It was so serious. And so, but I looked over at my sister and we had one of those moments of like, we both were crying and then we just started laughing. Oh, I got in so much trouble. Now I, that was wrong. We just had my mom's funeral a week or so ago. And all of the laughter that came was so welcome. Like Mm -hmm. we just really wanted that. So was it during the service though? Well, yeah, because we were all like talking about her and like Mm -hmm. trying to Mm -hmm. not, I don't know, lighten the mood, make people, she wasn't scared or sad. So we didn't want everyone else. No, this was a big Catholic where the priest was in there and that's different. Oh yeah. It was like (laughs) very inappropriate, but yeah. So got in trouble. Do I get to go? Save me. Save me. (laughs) (laughs) I think that there really isn't a topic to, I mean, there are times when you shouldn't joke, but everything can be made into a joke. And I think a lot of us come from the Mel Brooks era. A lot of that stuff you can't joke about now. He'd be canceled so quick. Um, and I find that unfortunate because then we keep canceling all these things and we're shutting everybody up so that we can't talk and have communication. And Sarah hit the nail on the head, what I was going to say that humor really helps to open that door and get to the heart of a conversation sometimes. And that's all I have to say about that. (laughs) Dude, I did not mean to throw up the safety stop, stop the podcast (laughs) symbol before you answered. The problem is I wasn't keeping very good track. So I'm a terrible Uh, hostess. (laughs) No, you did fantastic. We could probably do this all night. This is so much fun. I could do this all night with you guys. So much fun. So much fun. You but, are so intelligent. I love well, it. I do love hearing the different perspectives. Wait, or, did did she mean we don't have a sense of humor? Is that what Nessie <laughs> just said to us? <laughs> I think that's what we heard. You know, I, I didn't know how to bring up the humor that way. I just now that you mention it, subject. that's exactly what I heard. <laughs> We're going to start saying, you're so smart. smart. Yeah. <laughs> Aren't you smart? backhanded insults i know oh my god passive aggressive (laughs) well again thank you so much siren this was such a fun episode our challenge for our listeners this week is to uh check out the book of questions you can buy this at a bookstore or on amazon through our website there will be a link to this book in our amazon store you could also, if you don't want to spend any money, you could probably like Google some uh, questions to ask people. <laughs> TC, you're, you're silly. Thank you, Sirens, for another fun episode. These are some of my most favorite episodes is when I get to know you guys a little bit deeper. Thank you for being vulnerable with us. And thank you, fellow explorer, for listening to this episode. Check out our book. You can check out the, well, the book of questions that we used. Oh, a link to our coloring book. We, we have a coloring book now. And you can find a link to this YouTube video of this episode all on our website, 
sirensoapbox.com. And until next time, dive in, stay curious, and be happy. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Siren Soapbox. And a special thank you to C-Strings for providing our music. Snag their latest EP from iTunes today. Follow the Sirens on all the social medias and don't forget to tell your friends about us. Like and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. We'll catch you next time on another episode of Siren Soapbox.